Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You may disagree, but up to me, it's a fact. Pain running back, it ain't no fun in that. Yeah, the sermon about to start, so I hope you know your stats. And if Kev get it wrong, then Rashad gonna have his back with the facts. Matter of fact, all we do is say wins when wins congregation say amen. Trades to fakes, wins, losses, the latest news, but Prophet Kev speak, you got him saying hallelujah. Ah, welcome to Preach Kev, Preach with Rashad. We are the prophets here in the episode, another sermon coming at you from Wildcard Sports. Shout out to the Wildcard Sports team. Uh, Rashad, my boy, what's going on? Bad like we never left, man. You know what it is. You already know what time it is, bro. You already know. You already know what time it is. What it do, baby? Yeah. What it do, baby? Um, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's been a wild <laughs> NFL divisional playoffs, man. Last week was was really crazy. Um, <laughs> we, you know me, I was I was sitting there, uh, in tears a little bit because you know of 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 a little bet that you know that that I placed. Um. Was not happy with the result from one game, but we'll get into that. Um, man, it's been it's been a crazy uh, a, a nice little 2021 so far. Uh, make sure before we start this show um, that you're following Wildcard Sports on all uh, uh, social platforms. Make sure you follow the Preach Cat Preach with Rashad podcast available everywhere. Um, and eventually, man, we're gonna move into a little a little YouTube, and people can watch us there as well. But you know, that's in the meantime, man. As we get that together, uh, Rashad, man, we're gonna start start with the bo- our boy, the guy who I had to win the MVP for twenty twenty season. He had the MVP numbers, did not win because of team success. We're talking no other than Deshaun Watson. Um, a lot of a lot of news coming out. Um, don't know what to believe. Uh, it's a lot of he say she say stuff. Um, he went out. He don't went out. Um, Texas ain't talked to him. They did talk to him. What 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 do you think is true right now with Watson going on? Because it's like this this is the this is their worst year they ever had, right? And all before he was making playoffs. So I, I don't I don't I don't understand what his whole reasoning is. I guess because the, the direction they're going, and he realizes it's not the way he needed to go. Uh, what are your thoughts about Deshaun Watson? It's interesting because you know his first year there. Um, they kind of brought him in mid-season. He sparked the team a little bit, and then he got hurt. And then he came back next year, bounced back like he didn't miss a beat. 11 wins last year, 10 wins. And, of course, we just finished 4-12. and 12. So, you know, to, when he was a full-time starter, you went in back-to-back division titles. But I think just the last couple of years with the D-hop trade, and then now with um, stuff that's going on with the front office, all right, O'Brien fired this been coach the whole time. So O'Brien's out the door. And then, you know, they kind of ignored, I'll say kind of. It's been reported that they ignored the search firm's ideas for 
who they should hire. So, so of course, that's going to rub it out the wrong way when you're paying a company to do the research for you and then you don't include me on that. Uh, similar to the thing with James Harden, man, she was Houston. They have a problem down there. Like, they didn't, they didn't really, they consulted James on the Steven Stiles hire reportedly, but at the same time, it's like, D'Antoni's gone, Daryl Moore's gone, James Harden didn't want to be there anymore, and I guess it's the same thing with Watson, where, all right, the coach I had is gone, y'all bringing in a GM who, I, you know, I had no, not, he, he probably didn't want the final say so in it, he just probably wanted this one input in it, so, when you kind of don't include your star player, your franchise player, because Watson is the future. It's not J.J. Watt anymore. J.J. Watt that stays alone, gone, unfortunately. Uh, so Watson is the future. You got to pay the money. I mean, you got to go ahead and consult the guy, but you did it. And so now he uh, he wants out. And it's going to become a, a race to see who lands and come March when the new league year starts. See, and that's the problem that is going gonna, is gonna, um... to – going to mount up because it's not really a lot of things you can do to trade because if you trade him, you know, you know how much cap hell they're already in plus trading Deshaun Watson's contract penalty. Like that's, that's something that a team that doesn't have a first round pick this year who, who don't have a lot of picks, who don't have a lot of guys to build around. I mean, cause outside of Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, uh, Larry Tunsil, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, it's it's not because JJ Watts old Deshaun and Deshaun Watson like you don't you don't have that many talent talented players on the roster as it, as it is and you want to trade away the best player and that's the kind of thing I'm I'm like how how are we going to do this how are we going to trade away the best player and think we're going to compete uh, I heard a lot of people say or oh, you could trade um, you know two first a third and whatever and that's going to get this I'm like well maybe so. But I'm not the one that's going to be like, okay, that's that's going to happen. And with Deshaun Watson, you you are the best thing in Houston. Like, I mean, is there is there is there any is there any trade that makes sense or a team to go all in? Because Deshaun Watson only like 25 years old. So you're talking about somebody who's going to be around for the next 10 years if you give him an offensive line, and he's more than capable of running for his life and making plays happen. Like you know, the, do the Jets say, hey? We'll give you Sam Darnold and the second pick and the next year first. So at least you got a quarterback that you can play with. You get you get you get a number two pick, which you can get another. You know you can build around Sam Darnold that way. I mean you can, it, it, I guess his options trade that swap for Tua and and you get a pick too. Like it's it's it's, it's a lot of those type of moves where you get the first round pick and a quarterback. But you, we we never really seen that those kind of trades happen. Like usually when you trade up. You trade the farm for a pick of, of of who you're trying to get, not just you know not when it's Deshaun Watson. But if you if you look at what Jalen Ramsey went for two first, Jamal Adams two first, and I be, and Larry Tunsil two first, would you rather have those three players or would you rather have Deshaun Watson? I mean, it's a quarterback driven league. Deshaun is 25. By the time his current contract ends, he'll be 30. I mean, you look at guys Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. Brady, Breeze, all these guys, Aaron Rodgers, guys are playing into their mid to late 30s and even crossing over into the 40s. So, yeah, Watson's had a few injuries from college and pro, but you still got to think about the upside this guy has. I mean, I think it's Rodgers, Mahomes, 
you know, those guys and Russell Wilson and, you know, you got other guys that are playing good ball. Brady's still playing good ball. But Watson's right there in that top five, six guys in the league. So when you can get a guy at his talent level at 25 in a QB-driven league, a passing league, you kind of have to go for that. Um, I know people are throwing out the Jets because of the draft capital they have. But at the same time, you got to think about the Jets have plenty of needs themselves. Yeah, you have cap space. And, yeah, draft picks don't always pan out. So Watson would be a proven commodity. I'll always advocate for going for the proven commodity. But if you're Deshaun Watson, you're thinking, why would I sign off on going to the Jets? They haven't shown any signs of being a good team. Yeah, they made the high end Robert Sala and stuff like that, but they've shown no no faith that, hey, I can go there and I can compete for a Super Bowl. Even if you go to the Dolphins, I don't see why the Dolphins would try to get Watson, honestly, because the whole point of sending Thompson was you got that pick, so you're going to get the picks back. So I don't really see why <laughs> that – I don't really understand why. I mean, yeah, Watson is a generation of talent. I mean, yeah, they may want to a back. He's on a rookie deal. I can see that. But why would I trade you guys the quarterback of Tua and picks when I just got these – I just fleeced y'all for these picks to get, <laughs> so to get off Tunsil. So yeah. I don't really – because they traded Tunsil because they didn't want to pay him. So now you're going to take back Watson. Yeah, you need to QB. But you're going to take back Watson and give him the pick back when you when the Dolphins still need offensive line help. So oh. I'm I'm confused by that honestly. Like to me, I don't the, the teams that are being floated out there. I'm I'm not how on those at all. Like I'm I'm leaning more towards like a team like the Carolina Panthers going after him because you're gonna you know all right you got Teddy Bridgewater decent contract. He can be a bridge QB for the Texans. All it, the Panthers need is just to draft that defense and you know keep getting young on that end because you're paying off offense when you you sign Robbie, you pay McCaffrey, and you take on Watson's money. You're gonna always be kind of capped out to a certain extent because the cap is gonna probably go down with no fans in the stadium. So yeah. I think that's gonna hurt. So I would go something like that, the Carolina Panthers route, or maybe the the Washington route. But I think Carolina makes way more sense. They have an aggressive owner. Young coach, already locked into a contract. I mean, you have so many offensive weapons. Deshaun went to Clemson. You got the Carolina ties right there. So mm-hmm. I would think something more like that. But I, I think they're just kind of throwing the Jets out there and the Dolphins out there because of the abundance of draft capital. But Jets, I, I don't care who the coach. I can't sign off and go to the Jets. All right, so I like the Carolina idea. And, you know, remember last year, I think there was a friend, uh, uh, NFL history uh, NFL history record that the Panthers took all seven, uh, def- uh, all all their picks. They took all defensive guys. So you know, as far as going that route, they already started the trek. You know, Matt Rule already started that trend going. And you're talking about yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. I don't know what they have to give up to get somebody like Watson. I mean, because yeah, you give me Teddy, you give me what the fifth pick I believe is in draft. Like, is 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 that is that really enough? Because I mean. They, I think it's like seven, seven or eight. I don't think it's top five. I think it's like seven or eight. It might okay. It might, uh, yeah. Bengals, my fault. Bengals are fifth. Panthers, Panthers got to be six or seven because yeah, six because they they have to be right there behind Atlanta to jump. Uh, either either way, 
it's it's like what what do you have to give up to get somebody like Watson in? And you have to give everything. Like I don't even. I, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be Teddy. They got to be at least yo, probably they, they might two, two first. And and I think probably a receiver too because Will Fuller's done. He's not going back. They still have Brandon Cooks. And I think they may have Randall Cobb uh, what, on the what was, next what, year, but they're gonna have to take back. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure who Kellen want to give up because they just paid Robbie to come, and they took DJ Moore uh, pretty early in the draft. So Curtis Samuel might be the odd man out, which would still be fine. But I mean, you got to give up something to get a guy like Watson to gonna go for it. But I, I would I couldn't trade Robbie after paying him. And I couldn't trade DJ Moore who I took with a first round pick in twenty eighteen. Right. And let me tell you somebody you did not name. You might have to trade Christian McCaffrey. And that's very possible because he's under contract. You like know? you cause if you text us, you're gonna need something. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like all right, so let's say let's say if you give me Teddy and you give me McCaffrey and you give me the pick, like I need something. Like 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 I just said, you can name on your fingers the the, the talented players that the Texans have. And that's the and that's the whole reason why like if you're if you are Texans you have to give if you're gonna give up somebody like Deshaun Watson who yeah he may not be he may not be Mahomes and he may not be Rodgers or Russ but he's a top five quarterback and he proved that this year and he he had Colts on the rope twice he had Titans on uh, on the rope and he just don't have they don't have the talent they don't have the defense to win games um, and and I mean that's why I think the Texans the Texans I know, I know they, sh- they, they, you know, they, they interviewed um, uh, Eric Bieniemy finally, Leslie Frazier, um, pretty much a lot, a lot of different people. They they would be the last team to make a hire just because oh, of the yeah. situation. But, but I, and I know it's kind of crazy, but the way the the way the Watson news is going, I don't, it don't seem like it's salvageable, unless 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 they bring Eric Bieniemy and he say Watson like I'm I'm here. I'm going to fix this, and Watson has the trust. But if it's not that, I'm hiring a, def- a, a defensive guy. Like that's, like that's what I'm gonna have to do because you have to somehow get def- like defense. Because that's been because ever since Mike Vrabel left, they really haven't been good on defense. Like last year or this year, like it's been Deshaun Watson or bust and getting to the playoffs. And now that you don't have you don't have Bob, you don't you don't have Cornell, so you move the Patriots out the way. But you still got a Patriots guy in GM who they hired. So that you know, if, if that's what Deshaun Watson is pissed about, then I guess. Um, but I mean, what would he be happy with? And and that's and that's the thing. I, like sometimes I'd be like, okay, so what would what they could it what could it had they have done to make you feel like oh they're doing the right thing? Because regardless, whoever GM was, they was inheriting uh, like a shit show. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's not it's not a good. You don't have picks. You don't have money. You you have you don't have a top two roster in that division. Colts and Titans got that, and and Will Fuller free agent can't pay him. Like you don't have anything. You have five six good players. JJ Watt is not defense player of the year no more. So you don't have you don't have the talent. You don't have the talent. Don't have the money. Don't have the resources. Like you don't have anything. So I don't I don't think it matter what GM came to him or they, that that he hired. He's gonna be mad regardless. Whoever's in his ear is doing the right thing to say you better get freed because this is about to be you about to be four and twelve every, every year. And I think I think that's why that's why he he just using the that they signed a Patriots guy as a scapegoat. I feel like he was going whatever whatever they did, he's gonna get mad. I don't care if they want they involved him or not. He once he real like he realized that 
that and, and that's my opinion, but I, I don't have the sources behind it. But I believe that he realized, yo, we have nothing going for us. And there's there is no nothing, no direction saying like we something gonna change. I wouldn't say that. I think it really does boil down to like process because D Hop would just trade it on like some personal stuff. Him and O'Brien didn't vibe on certain stuff. D Hop get traded. Nobody tells Sean Watson we're gonna trade the man. And then now Watson even without DeAndre Hopkins, Watson still puts up League high passing numbers, 33 touchdowns, seven INTs. He still has a phenomenal year. And then now, you know, we're doing this process of Bill O'Brien had both roles. We're trying to find the right GM. Y'all hire a search firm. You don't go with the search firm recommendation. You don't ask me just for any input at all. And I'm the franchise player. Like, I want to be able to consult you and say, hey, I think this person can help. Fit what I'm trying to do here, and let's build a team the right way. You don't consult me at all. I think that's more about like y'all don't really value me or respect my opinion around here. So, I mean, when you combine that with just a bad season, I think it's just a recipe for disaster, honestly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's going it's going to be a long off season for the Texans, and I don't know who they're going to hire as coach. And if you Arab enemy, you're not going there if Watson's leaving. Like that, and I and I think that's why, like you said, they're gonna be the last one to hire because you're talking about somebody who's gonna take this job just to get fired. But if you, I mean, I guess I guess we all take jobs to get fired at some point, like especially in the sports world. Like you take a job to get you go get fired somewhere. You're not gonna stay there forever. Um, so I, I somebody gonna t- somebody gonna be the sucker, I guess, and and take the Texan job. And Deshaun Watson gonna be the only way out. So that's I mean I th- I think that's pretty that's pretty um. Pretty, pretty evident, right? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so if we talk about, you, you talked about the Jets earlier. about Sam, like We talked about Sam Darnold maybe in the trade where the, the, the second pick, Sam Darnold. Um, and future first. And... And if that was to get Watson, now everybody wants Watson in that 49 system. We want we want Watson to somehow get Kyle Shanahan or, or you know, Sean Payton. Because you remember, you remember the name that came up. Oh, where should Watson go? And Ty and Honey Badger put out, oh, he should go to 49ers or, or Saints. So, obviously, with two great minds like Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan, that's where you want to go. Even I know, I know the money – the money, but just just the idea, the idea of Sean McVay, like those three guys, where if you put Watson with them, it's over, over with, right? Um, but the the New York 49ers over there hiring Robert Sala, um, defensive coordinator for the 49ers the last few years, 
um, dominant defense. Even after the injuries this year, still was a, a pretty good defense. Uh, he brings over Mike LaFleur. If, if you haven't heard the, the LaFleur name before, um, his brother Matt is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, 26-6 and six in two years, two NFC Championships appearances. So um, if if he's anything like his brother, Rashad, like then then it, we got we got some good things going on, right? I think he was the I think he was the pass game coordinator over there in, in San Francisco. So you bring that over there to the 49ers. You had the 49ers system. LaFleur been under his brother, who been under Kyle Shanahan, um, learn you know, learned that system, the Quebec and Kyle Shanahan system. So it's a as far as the Jets, now, okay, we can set aside the Watson because I mean, I would give up everything to get Deshaun Watson, right? Right, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you would too. Now, whether Watson want to come or not, that's the, that's the, another question to be answered. But if if you're the Jets owner, I'm the Jets owner. We we want to get Watson. I, I think we pretty much can agree to that. So if let's take him off the table with Salah bringing Anne Lafleur coming over, um, I, I guess I guess for the biggest Jets question, and we'll we'll dive into this more a little bit later. Uh, I do I do like this hire. I like the I like the pairing because you, you know you know me. I like those those coaches where the who like the head coach is some one side and the coordinator is powerful on another side. So Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels. Uh, you look at this year. Uh, this this year didn't prove it because of the injuries to the, to the Vikings defense. But uh, Zimmer, Kubiak, you know Kyle Shanahan, Sala, uh, and 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 the list goes on. Like uh, Dennis Allen, Sean Payton. Like you you want to have. That kind, of, that kind of flow, and I feel like the Jets doing this with this hire, Salah, and bringing it over like Mike LaFleur. Um, if you was if you was uh, Salah or Mike LaFleur, like I guess Mike LaFleur probably really, um, your thoughts on Sam Darnold versus um, the idea of uh, Justin Fields, the idea of a Zach Wilson, um, um, maybe a, the idea of going after a, a free agent quarterback. What are your thoughts there? If you, if you was Mike LaFleur and you, you, you given the reins finally to call your own plays. Um, are you, are you like satellite? Are you like happy? Oh, I got, I got Sam Donald. Are you like, are you more happy that you got the second pick? Like it depends upon like the direction that the franchise wants to go in. So I think that's more of a, a GM type of thing than a coach, because if, if you feel like, all right, Gates was just bad for our guy, and we're fine with seeing how he performs this year and potentially paying him. Then you're glad to have Sam Darnold. But if you're Mike LaFleur and you're Robert Sala and you want to come in and create your own identity, you you want to move off this guy. Like, hey, let's move off him. Let's grab our guy. We want a clean slate because Darnold isn't anybody's guy that's been hired. Like so, normally how it goes is especially on a rookie deal, you get moved out, they draft their guy, and we see how that plays out. I mean, I think from a higher standpoint, I would grade it B plus, maybe a maybe even an A minus, just because solid. He's intense. He's player friendly. So at the least, guys on the roster will have more fun. Um, you would think there'll be a little more discipline on the field. Because um, Adam Gates, that was just not his his cup of tea at all. So, you know, you're just gonna think from a a personality standpoint, Salah would get guys to buy in, and I think Mike Lafleur, you know, depending upon how he gets to his role and how, how soon he can get into that role, I think they can be a a decent team and at least be with 
respectable around the league. Like right now, they're the laughing stock. They're a freaking joke. So <laughs> I'm, hey, I mean, I'm, la- gotta, I'm laughing now. <laughs> yeah. So I think with just their personalities, they'll at least turn the locker room around and stuff like that. But as far as Sam Darnold, I think it depends upon the GM because let's say Darnold goes out, has a decent year, you're still stuck. Do we pay the guy, franchise tag the guy? Do we draft next year? And to me, it's always about you got to look at the, the moment because there's no guarantee next year there'll be prospects better than this year. Granted, you have the Joe Burrow who come out of nowhere and you have the Trevor Lawrence who's been high since they were in high school. So you just never know what's going to come up in each draft class like Trey Lance and uh, Zach Wilson, you know, Trubisky. Like You just never know who's going to hit the board. Hey, watch out, watch out, watch out with that Trubisky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he was on nobody's board, and then all of a sudden, he's just, uh, the quarterback taking over watching them at home. So you just never know who's going to hit the board. Some guys bust, some guys hit. So you just never know how it's going to play out. So if they believe Donald is the guy, roll with it. But if you don't think you want to pay him and invest in that, you want to have a clean slate for your GM, coach, and all that kind of stuff, move off Donald, take the pick, and draft somebody that you're impressed with from their workout, however that goes with uh, with COVID and virtual uh, <laughs> pro days and stuff like that, <laughs> it was it was such an easy decision three months ago. If you if you were the Jets GM, right, Joe Douglas, <laughs> draft Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and trade Sam Darnold. I, I think that was the easy easy decision. But okay, everybody was salivate. Uh, uh, what's the word? Salivating. I'm saying the word right. Salivating. Whatever you know, what I'm talking to say. Over Justin Fields, right? Uh, after they beat Clemson, but then against Alabama, he 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 didn't look that good, right? So Zach Wilson, but what's going to be his knock? Competition, Trey Lance, competition, and set out COVID, and then yeah, he didn't play this year, right? <laughs> people, you know, and you know, you know how people have come up with any excuse. They're going to say they're going to say. um they're gonna say, "Oh, you know, he he's not he's not a team player because he opted out for COVID." Uh, you know, they make up anything, but I don't. I think it's a big drop off, and I could be wrong. Zach Wilson has the tools. Justin Fields can be a Dak Prescott. Um, Trey Lance, if Lamar Jackson can do what he do, Trey Lance can do that. Now, obviously, Lamar Jackson is fast, one of the fastest guys in you know in the league. But as far as like being mobile and Making the right play. I feel like trailing. So you got guys who they have the tools, but are they going to be a franchise quarterback? And outside of Justin Herbert, outside of Joe Burrow, uh, we realize that Daniel Jones is not, Dwayne Haskins not. Um, we realize we realize uh, Tua may not like it's, and you can real you can you can understand it very very quickly. We know Kyler Murray is right. And that's and and I think I think I don't I don't know I don't know man I, I don't I don't trust in the house their quarterback I know I'm not supposed to look at the team helmet and look at the player, but you know I saw signs of 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 him like flash I'm like man I don't I don't know I I, I don't know, and uh, was that was that Wilson and Trey Lance so it's kind of like you you because you won those last two games that meant meant nothing beating the Browns beating the Rams, um. Now, now you're in a position to where, ooh, do we take Darnold? Do I mean, do we keep Darnold or do we trade Darnold, draft somebody? Because you're going to need a quarterback, right? But I think the beauty is 
with the Kyle Shanahan system, the Jets may get away with it. Like, whatever they do, whatever the decision it may be. Because if Jimmy G can play like he played, and you build the, the right roster around, remember, that defense was crazy. That's not Kyle Shanahan. Like, I mean, Kyle Shanahan coach, of course. But Robert Sala, is, well, you know, that, was, that was his baby, right? Um, having the the having Nick Bosa, uh, Armstead, Buckner, Sherman, like that was that was his baby. And do we have that kind of players now? Probably not right now. But if they can build that up, and your quarterback is playing like if he if you have a Jimmy G or a Jared Goff year when you're playing a, as a top fifteen, maybe top twenty quarterback, you can win the Super Bowl. That's that's been proven in, in league history. So they might get lucky because the the system may save them because you know the system all about running the ball. And if they can run the ball effectively, which who who's the running back right now? Um, <laughs> Frank Gore. Man. Yeah, Mike. Mike. The, the Jets need a lot. They don't. They don't yeah. have any stability anywhere. I like, think the I've, only the only guaranteed thing you can say is the guy they drafted this past year. You have Denzel Mims. You drafted offensive line, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. All uh, right. Marcus uh, May secondary. Like you just, they don't really have a whole lot that you can count on to be there next year. Quentin Williams, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not, I'm not trying to get into the draft right now, but uh, uh, let's just let's just say they keep Sam Darnold. They got two first round picks. They got Seattle pick and they got theirs. Second pick. Let's say let's say you go ahead and set Sam Darnold for for life. You draft the Oregon tackle, uh, uh, Suey Pinnell from Oregon, right? And then on that back pick in the Kyle Shanahan system, you gonna need a running back, Najee Harris. Or or even Travis Etienne. I'm just I'm you know I'm just I'm just putting out what could happen, right? If you do that with Sam Donald and the, and and, Najee, and and you know how running backs running backs translate so easy. That's why we don't pay him, right? And he'll have he'll have what maybe he'll have five years before he had to pay him because he's a first round pick. Like that could be something now, and and because you gonna need a running back. I I mean I think they got Lamichael P Ryan is one is on what I forgot I forgot who's on who's on the thing, but yeah I mean. The the guys you name, Quentin Williams, Marcus May, Denzel Mims, because I got my boy Crowd over there hooping. Like that's that's and that's the thing. It's kind of like, all right, so where 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 <laughs> where is our biggest need? Because we need to fill that fast, <laughs> and it's a lot, like you said. So I, I'm I'm just saying, like just spitting balling, like stuff that they can do. If you if you keep Sam Darnold, I feel like it's easier to keep Sam Darnold. But <laughs> what what happens if Zach Wilson becomes a superstar or? Trey Lance can't be stopped. Justin Fields win rookie, you know what I'm saying? Like have a Justin Herbert season. Like it's those things right there will will cost you your job, right? Because we already know what Sam Donald is. But maybe maybe he get the Adam Gase, the Adam Gase curse lifted off of him and become Tannehill. <laughs> that's I guess, I guess that's what you're rooting for, right? I mean, that's all you really can hope for. I mean, they their roster is a work in progress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have Quinn Williams, Beckton, Mims. But everything else you gotta figure it out. It's darn the guy. We need to still rebuild O line. Need some you know, need you need help in your secondary a little bit. Like you need just some different things, man, to make it a confident team. Yeah, they got they got a long way to go. Joey Douglas, this is his what, second year, second or third year with the team. So we'll see. He made he made his first head coach hiring, Robert Sala, and Sala brought over to uh the Michael Floor. So we'll see what kind of success they bring. Um, another team that 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 signed their guy, uh, got to talk about it. College football legend, Urban Meyer, uh, to Jacksonville Jaguars. We saw him at the game, Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence. 
Um, they did, he didn't make any promises on who he wanted to pick, but um, as far as the fit with Urban Meyer coming there, uh, what do you think uh, about Urban Meyer hired? Do you think uh, with Urban Meyer and potential number one pick as far as Trevor Lawrence uh, can make something shake fast, or do you think it's a, more of a John Gruden approach where I give you control, you got time, and let's let's progress? I mean, you got to look at it from two perspectives. Like, history tells us the college guy coming to pros doesn't work. But the reason why Urban should be the exception is because of the roster teardown the Jacks have gone through. Like, they've basically gotten rid of most of their veterans, Ramsey, Calais Campbell, those type of guys, and they've been just drafting younger guys. So Urban can come in. He's used to coaching college eight guys. So with this young roster, you can kind of come in and, you know, almost be a almost a seamless transition, but except you're just dealing with 53 corporations versus 100 guys on scholarship where you can tell a guy, hey, if you don't get together, we're pulling your scholarship. If you don't go to class, we're going to pull your scholarship. You're not going to play versus now. You got guys who are going to be making millions of dollars, and they're like, man, I, I made it here. I just want to get paid, and I'm good. So you got to deal with a lot of ego and every person being their own corporation. But I think the Jaguars roster, how it's going to be set up, he could pull it off. I mean, you're dealing with, for the most part, 25 and under. So guys who aren't too far removed from college. So I think this can work for Urban, man. Like, this can work on multiple fronts from a marketing standpoint. He coached at Florida, two national championships. So you're in Jacksonville now. So from a marketing standpoint, you can sell that. I mean, you can tell that he's one of the best winners in college football, uh, multiple-time champion. Uh, I think he was like 65-15 at uh, Florida. Then he went to Ohio State, did his thing there. So I think you can kind of sell that aspect. And then, of course, you're going to think about, all right, Trevor Lawrence, the most hyped prospect since Andrew Luck, almost can't miss. We're going to bring this guy in. I mean, you, you're almost set up for success right away. You have some cap space. Maybe you can get Allen Robinson back down. Maybe you can get a Kenny Galladay. Like maybe you can just get a few pieces. I mean, you have DJ Shark. I know you love DJ Shark. But if you can get you just a decent running back by committee, some offensive weapons, and a little bit of help on defense, in a division that's kind of wide open because you don't know what the Colts are going to do with Rivers, the Titans, uh, we love their roster, but A.J. Brown had surgery. Derrick Henry's going to be a free agent again. Does he get paid? And then, of course, we just talked about Watson and the Texans. So, Urban Meyer in two years could be the, the guy. Like they, they could be the team in two years. Well, King King Henry did re-up in the season. I don't know if you remember that contract, like $50 million, four years. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think like, yeah. No, so, he – I forgot all about paying the running back. So he, <laughs> and, you know – <laughs> I, I try to tell people all the time, bro. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, Tennessee Titans will fire. They'll fire me at the gym because I ain't paying them. I just franchise that. He the man. He the man. Yeah, he he the man. man. Two thousand yards. A crown the man. King Henry is a beast, a monster, monster child. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you with the roster. But I feel like Urban Meyer looked at this and be like, yo, 
I can potentially have the best quarterback in this in this division because if Deshaun Watson get traded out, like is Tannehill the best one? And can Trevor Lawrence be better than Tannehill? I mean, we have to see. Uh, Tannehill is playing top ten football right now, so he's in my opinion. If you had, we had, we did a rank, Tannehill's in my top ten. So, but we gotta we'll get to it in a second. But Ryan Tannehill and the Titans did lose their OC to the Falcons. Yes, good good point, good point. So, so I I guess I guess they kind of tie in with with the Jack with Urban Meyer's decision because when you're looking at it, I mean, yeah, he probably didn't think uh, Arthur Smith would leave, but when you're talking about Stuff that's happening in this division. Colts don't have a quarterback, right? Phillip Rivers on the way out. They don't have an answer yet. Deshaun Watson in the mayhem in Texas, and in, in, um, in Texas, yeah. And then Titans, they can't stop a nosebleed, and they just lost their office coordinator. So that's you know that's a lot of problems around those three. Now, <laughs> the Jaguars off uh, roster isn't good either, though. I mean. Chark, you gotta it's, make you got not you gotta make a decision not. on Chark. But but, right? but at, at least he can make a decision on like some of the roster, like starting with this draft class and guys who are gonna be, you know, upcoming creators as office. At least he has the input on some key decisions right now. Starting with taking the job, quarterback, and and they got a lot of cap space. So right now's the time to get it right if you're gonna get it right. Yeah, you're right about that. That's that's the crazy part. So we're we gonna see. I I I like Jacksonville. Somebody said they're gonna win right right away. I don't know. I'm gonna reserve judgment because you gotta see the offseason. You gotta see if they're gonna if people are willing to come to Duval County, if people is willing to spend are they willing to spend the money to get free agents? Because last time I checked, the guys that they had last time, they got they got they got they got they got Ngakwe in the draft, Jalen Ramsey in the draft, Miles Jack in the draft. Um, I mean, yeah, Fournette in the draft. I mean, Blake Borders, sorry, behind in the draft. And I mean, they would have kept these guys if Tom Coughlin didn't rush them a little more. Man, Tom, and then, oh, of course, with, of course, you know, with they started losing, Bill Marone was not the guy. So a lot of these guys, no state tax, a lot. If they ever kept winning, some of these guys would have probably stayed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they collapsed pretty fast. And even AJ Boye was over there, but he, he kind of popped in Jacksonville. So, uh, now he's not looking as great as in Denver. So yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's a work in progress. Um, if you're going to have a work in progress, the AFC South is the best team, best division to do it in. Because even, even, even uh, since Manning left, you know, Andrew Luck was 
doing it by himself over there, and you had a chance. You always had a chance to beat the Colts. And then once Andrew Luck left, it's wide open. So it's it's and the fact that you you know it's Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence. I know he don't want to say it, it is, but we already know who's going to be. Um, it should be Trevor Lawrence because that's why the Jets ain't going to do nothing until they figure out what the Jazz going to do. Because <laughs> you get Trevor Lawrence over there with Robert Sala and, and Michael Fleur is a whole different ball game. Uh, we can we can transition to the Falcons though, Arthur Smith. All right, I didn't realize his dad like was a billionaire. Um, and Arthur Blank, I think it's a bit, this is a business decision. I'm, I'm gonna get your son a uh, head coaching job if you let me do this. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> but uh, but no, Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith balled out since um, since Matt Lafleur left. Um, and the and the crazy thing is. The offense has been better. Now, the real reason the offense has been better is because Mariota, Marcus Medioka, is no longer there. Um, but, however, Arthur Smith has balled out with Corey Davis, balled out with A.J. Brown, with King Henry, and Tannehill as the front four guys, and then, of course, a- adding Adam Humphreys and uh, John o. Smith down the line. So he had, he he's walking from that to walking to Matt Ryan, Calvin, uh, uh, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, um, my boy Russell Gage, um, Hayden Hurst, like he he got he got the same kind of offense he can build around Todd Gurley at running back. Obviously, you don't have King Henry to lean on, but um, right riding the ship, I, I I think getting an offensive guy was the move because the last time you had a great play caller, you was in the Super Bowl, uh, Kyle Shanahan. So now, how are you going to work this defense? I'm, I'm interested to see who his staff who who he got in his staff. I, I'm trying to look it up. I haven't seen I haven't seen anything about who he's bringing on. Uh, I don't know if you have, um, you know, after Arthur Smith bringing on. So I don't. Did you see anything about it? No, I haven't thought who's going to be on the staff. Because because I'm trying I'm trying to figure. So they they also at the same time um, got a new GM. He's from the Saints. He's the director of pro uh, pro scouting. Uh, Terry Fountain. Not I can't I can't say his last name, but. Um, He's African American, man. Got another GM in the league. Um, I, I thought that was pretty impressive. The Saints got three first round picks because of that. Um, I don't know, like I, I don't know how I like the little compensation to do it, uh, but I guess you have to you have to make it a reason for, for to to hire that, right? Um, so I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, even with compensation, it's not gonna make the you know make it a trend. It's just some teams value diversity and some teams don't. Yeah. I, I'm 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 tr- I'm trying to I'm trying to find out who he's gonna have. It says Smith offered no hints on who he would hire, other than to say he's interviewed multiple candidates for the coordinator job, and he's not ruling out keeping some of his keeping some of the previous staff assistants. Um, what do you think about if he keep like somebody like Raheem Morris? I feel like I feel like Raheem Morris had a good a good um, I guess I guess uh, uh, what's it called. Uh, what's uh, I was trying to think of the word I'm looking for, but a good a good resume toward the end of the season, how he started winning games and and playing competitive football games. Uh, I don't know how you feel about him being the DC, kind of like stepping back down. But I, I it's it's, it's kind of hard to do that, I guess. But uh, e- either way, um, I'll, I'm really interested to see because this defense has to get right. And Dan Quinn brought these guys in to run the Seattle scheme. It was not working, and you don't have to, you don't have the players for it, and the a real big reason why Thomas Dimitriov got fired was outside of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, and you can say Calvin Ridley, but 
he lived off Matt Ryan and Julio, and Julio Jones for 10, 10 plus years. Um, never, you know, drafting Keanu Neal. Well, he's hurt. He's okay. He's solid. Oh, he's great. Oh, he's hurt again. Um, Deion Jones, same thing. Tack McKinley, terrible pick. Vic Beasley, terrible pick. Like, is it? It's just a lot of it's a lot of bad picks that that got him fired. But he got to live off Matt Ryan and got to live off Julio Jones for a while. So this new GM and Arthur Smith coming in together, their their biggest decision is what they're gonna do with Matt Ryan, what they're gonna do with Julio Jones. Um, I am now getting to that point where I think that they should move off Julio Jones, and probably probably Matt Ryan too. Um, if you're the GM GM and the and the coach, obviously <laughs> you took the job not to get rid of Matt Ryan, but you have a you have a top five pick, so you ha- you have the opportunity to get your kind of guy. Um, and as far as what Tannehill differ from Matt Ryan is mobility, uh, being able to extend plays. So you put Zach Wilson, you put Trey Lance, you put Justin Fields all on the radar for Atlanta Falcons. So uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, or like you think the direction should be? Because it could, it's, it's I think it's a good hire. I think it's a good pairing, GM to uh, to GM to coach right here. So uh, what do you think about everything? Well, definitely a solid hire. I would give it like a B. Um, and like the Urban Meyer hire, I would have gave that an A just because of his you know, reputation, stuff like that. But for the Falcons, you got to see what the staff is going to be like for one. And then in conjunction with the staff, does Arthur Smith want to call the plays or will he hire somebody that he trusts to do the play calling? Because uh, we talked about it earlier, we, you mentioned earlier with, with Tannehill, he became a starter week 7 of 2019. I mean, in that time span, Tannehill was first in the league in yards for attempts, third in touchdowns, and uh, I think like third in pass rate, something like that. Um, so, I mean, that's a, a good sign right there. Derrick Henry just had 2,000 yards, had 1,500 the year before. I mean, so you, you can tell what kind of offense they're working with. And then, like I said, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, John Lee, those guys, like they were putting up crazy points. And now you're walking into Matt Ryan, who just led the NFL in completions um, the past two years. So, you know, I just want to see if he's going to call a play himself or hire somebody he trusts. And then, I guess, you know, with the Todd Gurley thing, you kind of can have a balance attack, you know, because with the Rams, he was kind of fading a little bit. And Gurley's still a touchdown machine, but, you know, as far as, like, his volume and, you know, need tendonitis, that can kind of come up at any point. So I just want to see what they do um, roster-wise and staff-wise with the play call and stuff like that. Matt Ryan, I think, is going to be 36 when the season starts. So he still has some game left in him. Very accurate. Still has Julio Jones. Uh, Ridley's going to be a future guy. He's pretty high up in the passing yards. Um, I mean, receiving yards this year. So. You have a, a nice offensive core to work with, but salary cap wise and draft wise, you got to hit on some things the next couple of years. And the good thing about this division is Drew Brees is probably going to retire. He's probably played his last playoff game. Uh, Tom Brady, I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, will he retire? Will he go out on top or will he feel compelled to come back and run it back? And of course, you got Carolina. We talked about who are kind of rebuilding. 
um, when they chase Watson or not. So the division could be up for the taking for Arthur Smith. So it's not a bad move to come here. It's just a matter of you got to hit up some picks. And whoever you bring in for the defensive side of the ball, make sure it's not too drastic of a change where the players you already have are, you know, misplaced and playing out of position. And you you get worse before you get better. But sometimes it isn't a bad thing, but it, you want to compete right away. I think I think the root the real testament of a of a great coach is how you adapt and adjust. Um, you know, he Arthur Smith is Arthur Smith has been um what's we're looking for? He has been vital in Ryan Tannehill's uh resurgence, right? Um, but now you have a guy who's not mobile, like, like I mentioned earlier. So if you if you don't drive a quarterback, you go with Matt Ryan. Um I, I I want I wonder how he's going to use them. I wonder what's going to be different when you don't have King Henry to lead on too. So that 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 that's the two things I'm 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 very interested to see. Not a mobile quarterback, and you don't have King Henry to to rely on. All right, so you, you got you got AJ Brown who looks up to Julio Jones. So you you pretty much got that role. You got the Calvin Ridley role. Like you 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 got that the receiver tight end. You got that on point. The QB the running back is how and maybe maybe maybe. He may revitalize Todd Gurley's career. What do you think about that? Because <laughs> it's possible. I mean, I mean, if all this, if 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 they saying it was true, because you know we didn't get to see we didn't get to see what Matt Lafleur was going to do with Tannehill, right? Because he, he he left for Green Bay. So I, I always wonder. I always wonder. Um, I wish we had that kind of barometer to to measure, and we don't. As far as to see whether how Matt Lafleur was doing Tannehill versus what Arthur Smith did with Tannehill. However, um, neither here or there. I, I can't wait to see how he adjusts to a non-mobile quarterback, um, probably a lesser offensive line as well. So we'll see about that. Um, moving on to real quick, we, we'll just talk talk about the Lions and then the Chargers really quick. Lions, the Detroit Saints now. <laughs> Head coach Dan Campbell coming over from the Saints, and he also brought D.C. Uh, defensive coordinator now Aaron Glenn, who was the secondary coach in – in New Orleans, so they they all come over here to to Detroit with the new GM, who also is uh, um, African American, Brad Holmes, who was integral to building that Super Bowl teams in uh, LA uh, with the Rams. Uh, he was part of that draft with with Aaron Donald. He was uh, about Jerry Goff getting Gurley, Cup, and a lot of other names that you know that got that Rams to the Super Bowl that that one year. Um, so he, he's coming in as well. Um, we we notice it's the same story with the Falcons about the, the Stafford quarterback. So it's you know that's the whole thing about them. Um, are they gonna let him? Are they gonna move on? Um, they have a lot of rebuilding to do on the defensive side. So Aaron Glenn, you're gonna have you got a. I like this move, of Aaron Glenn, because of what he did with the secondary and the Saints with with the Williams and um, you know Jack Rabbit over there getting Michael Jenkins and of course Marshawn Lattimore who can be a shutdown corner. Uh, you saw you saw him shut down Mike Evans. Somebody, please, please save Jeff Akuda, bro. Like you know how bad of a season he had over there. Like, and I don't know, I don't know how somebody can play man so much in college, and just fall off the face of the earth in Detroit playing man. And I want Aaron Glenn to save his career, please. No, it's just a different level, man. When you go from that. You're going from college to to pro, man. It's like the the margins of talent it, it, it changes drastically. So the guys you can lock down in college is going to be 
nearly when you get to the pros. I mean, think about how many how many elite receivers have come from the Big Ten in the last couple of years. I really can't think of them on top of my head. So, I mean, you just got to think about, all right, now you're going up against Devontae Adams. Like, come on, man. Like, that's a whole <laughs> different ball game right. from, a, from a sophomore at Northwestern or something like that. You know, that's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's funny because yeah, Adams, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Allen Robinson, that's all in one division. Kenny, uh, well, Kenny Allen is your teammate, but that's all one division. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a whole different ball game when you're trying to lock down a guy like that or cover guys like that who've been in the league for years, know all the tricks, elite route running, stuff like that. But the guy you covering from Purdue, I mean, you you can shut that down. Plus, you got you know <laughs> Ohio State, the best team in the Big Ten. You got the safety help back there. You got Bosa, Chase Young, all them up front getting the pass rush for you. So it, it hit different <laughs> when you go from college to that pro on that island by yourself. So we've been bamboozled. Like, like it, it take a lot to get to that Jalen Ramsey and that kind of level. You know, it, it take a lot to get to you know elite corner status. Jeff Akuda bamboozled, led, led astray, uh, <laughs> all of us, right? Because as far as prospect-wise, man, he got he got it. And I think Aaron Glenn going to bring it back. I, I really hope that's so. But, yeah, we'll see about this pairing, man. I, I like it. I like I like the direction. Bringing in bringing in Brad Holmes from the Rams, who that's that's a – let's need uh, Sneed over there. That, that's that's a good front office. And then you bring over – Two guys that's been under working on the Sean Payton, you, you you can't beat it, right? So I I think I think that's not that's not bad. I don't know too much to say about Dan Campbell, um. So we'll see we'll see about that. A move I don't really like though is the Chargers Brandon Staley going to um, the DC from the Rams going to the Chargers to be head coach. The reason I said I don't I don't like it. I don't like how you get embarrassed in a playoff game. Now you've been great all season, so it is it is one 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 day. But it's crazy how he got a job so fast, right? Right after that, and I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying he's gonna do a bad job. I'm not saying that it won't be. It won't turn out good. I'm. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't like to see you get, you get, you get destroyed real quick, and then you get a job the next day. That, that, that's all I don't care about. But, however, um, I don't really, I don't really don't know about this guy too much. He's 38 years old, uh, so he's pretty young. Uh, supposedly a good mind, um, and obviously he won't have Aaron Donald. He won't have Jalen Ramsey. But this Charger defense is loaded, so he still have a lot of talent, which, which is the reason why I probably, you know, he why he chose that. So, do you think going de- going defensive minded head coach was the right move, or would you have would you rather see them uh, pair pair somebody with uh, with Justin Herbert? I don't really know much about Brandon Staley to justify him being the hire, um, but at the same time, I'm not sure who would have been the right hire for the yeah. Chargers because, you know, they're the second-rate franchise in L.A. So what direction were they going in? Were they leaning defense the entire time? Were they considering the options? or like, You know, you have to consider other factors. And, you know, considering you do have Justin Herbert, were you leaning an offensive guy? Or do you just feel like let's just get a defensive guy to take care of our defense and then we'll work on getting a good offensive coordinator to help in – his development. So it, it kind of goes both ways. It depends upon what you're looking for. Um, but my thing with Brandon Staley is that just the experience factor. Not that that is everything, but uh, just four total years of NFL coaching experience, 
And then prior to, you know, succeeding Wade Phillips at the Rams D.C., he, he was an outside linebacker coach. So, you know, I'm not buying into him being, you know, the, the guy or the next, you know, the next guy like the, the Shanahan's and the McVay's for, for a child. Maybe he is that guy, maybe he's not, but I'm not buying into it. Um, but, you know, when you really judge everything fairly, the Rams defense was really good. So, you know, you got to give credit for that. Right? The talent's there, but it was still still pretty good. Um, so I just want to see, you know, what they do coordinator-wise. Um, mm-hmm. I know Staley played a little QB in high school or something like that, so I guess that may help Justin Herbert down the line. I don't know. That, that, but, that, that probably what it is, like the fact that he can he's defensive-minded, quote-unquote, but also a former quarterback, so he helps both sides of the world. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I know he coached some Division three, so you know, I mean, it's just certain certain stuff with the guys that we haven't been, you know, seen a lot or are accustomed to. Those are always tricky hires. But when you think about the the game, is getting younger, man. Like the McVay's a young guy, Kyle Shanahan's a younger guy. Like if there aren't too many Pete Carroll's, Belichick's. Bruce Arians type stuff, but most of the guys are mid age that Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, or getting it's getting younger, man. So, uh, like Brian Flores, so I guess you know you got to look at it as like they're being young and progressive, and they felt like he was the guy. So, if they felt like he was the guy, you got you kind of got to trust it and see what he does with his staff, and let's see how they progress or stunt just Herbert's progress. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting to see who he brings on that staff. I think I think they the Rams blocked the offensive coordinator uh, from going to in, from interview, so he probably was trying to take the Rams across the street. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know sometimes you got to. That's how most teams do. Alliance did it. Another franchise do it. Uh, Sala did it. Guys that you work with, you're familiar with, and you trust. You know, you bring them with you. Like, hey, I'm going. I got the gig. I, I trust you. I know you'll be honest with me. I like what you're doing. Let's let's go over here and make this happen. So that's kind of how it goes. You know, you just take somebody you trust and believe in. Yeah, it's it is hard to lose both your coordinators in one year. Marvin Lewis lost Jay Gruden and Zimmerman in one year. Um, I'm trying to think of who who else who else had it happen to them before. I'm pretty sure it happened a plenty of times. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it could be a good hire. I, I mean, I like I, I like what he brings to it. That he did improve. The Rams defense, and he did, and like I said, he played quarterback, so that's why he has his hack to hang on when talking to Justin Herbert. Let's uh, before we get out of here, let's uh, move into the recap real quick of the playoffs: four games: Rams, Packers, Browns, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Saints, Ravens, Bills. Um, not too much, not too much in the Ravens in the Rams, Packers. We kind of knew we both picked Packers to win the game. Um, were you surprised at at the? Um, I mean, really. Honestly, I wasn't surprised by anything because they didn't have the offense. We said they didn't have the offense to keep up, and they didn't. Jerry Goff and them, they, they just couldn't keep doing it. But it was 18-25, uh, and Rams had the ball. And they didn't. They, they punt back to Green Bay, and then Rodgers hit him with a bomb to Lazard's, and, and that was that was a dagger. So uh, any any quick little thoughts about that game? Uh, kind of what I expected for the most part. I, mean, I thought the defense would have, you know, kind of held Rodgers in check a little bit. But I knew offensively, I mean, cold weather, this guy got a bad thumb. I knew golf wasn't going to be up to par. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just did his thing, man. So I'm glad the Packers are moving on. 
and I want to see. It's gonna, I think it's gonna be a good matchup with the, the Buccaneers. Yeah, move, moving on to that game, Buccaneers Saints. Um, I want to say, hey, what I tell you, Drew Brees is gonna be the downfall for the New Orleans Saints. And what happened? Terrible picks in this game. Uh, he threw three of them, and he he he's done. Uh, he might as well hit the road jack and don't you come back no more, right? So, uh, another 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 uh, performance by Drew Brees that cost him a loss. I know we want to blame we want to always blame the Minnesota Miracle. We always want to blame the refs for the DPI against the Rams a couple years back, and we always want to blame what? Um, um, so I guess some. I guess you what you want to blame this year? Broken ribs? I, I don't know what you want to blame. Blame. At the end of the day, the last four years have been Drew Brees. Didn't didn't show up in the first half against the Vikings. They were down twenty zero. He had to play catch up when the Minnesota Miracle happened. It, yeah, it was a lucky play, whatever. But you 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 should you should be on top of your game anyway. Uh, against the Rams in overtime. Okay, the DPI happened. Whatever. Overtime pick terrible pick, and you y'all lost the game. Uh, you let Kirk Cousins come into your building last year and outdo you, and then this past season against the Bucks, you let Tom Brady, who's older than you, come in come in your building again. Uh, yes, no fans, but whatever. Come in your building again, and and you do that kind of performance. Tom Brady didn't, didn't take the. He didn't win the game. He didn't take it. He didn't really do anything special. He didn't play that great either. But you gave them the game. So um, Drew Brees was the downfall for the Saints the last four years. I think this is the most wins ever in the last four years of a team in, in a four in a four year time span about how many games they won and not reach a Super Bowl. So that's pretty and only reaching what one conference championship. That was against the Rams, so that's that's not good. So that's not good. I think they were one in one in four in their last in the last four years. So that's that's not good. And I think I think they realized that it's time to move on for Drew Brees and do do something different because Sean Payton Sean Payton is living off this Super Bowl. Who was now a teenager? That Super Bowl what twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. So um, I don't I don't know what you think about the Saints, but I feel like I just had to say all that because. Uh, one, I'm a hater on the Saints. I I, I root for their their failure. Um, I, I, I still I'm still not letting go of Bounty Gate. I don't care. I, I'm gonna take it to my grave, uh, whatever. But um, in anyway, um, you know, Sean Payton had to get over the hump, man. He has to he has he has to win, and you know he win a lot of games in the regular season, but when it come down to it, he did not win in the playoffs. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see what they do in the off season. They might lose. They also they already lost Dan Campbell. Already lost Aaron Glenn. They might also lose Dennis Allen, defensive coordinator, who has been rumored to talk to the Philadelphia Eagles. So by the time you listen to this podcast, he could be a Philadelphia Eagle uh, as a head coach. So we'll see about that. But if he does lose all the coordinators uh, and lose Drew Brees, uh, do you see it? Remember how you said about Seattle and you said they could have a 6-10 and 10 year? Do you see a big regression from the Saints coming up? Or or do you think Sean Payton is, just, is, is good enough and no matter who the quarterback, whether that's Jameis, or whether it's Taysom Hill, who he's not good in my opinion, but whether whoever it is, uh, do you think he ha- he has enough to 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 not regress and not have a bad season, but to still stay Super Bowl, I guess, contender ish? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, I think I look at it from two point of views, like as a this season view, and then also, like you were saying, like as a missed window view, and then I guess you can kind of throw in like the future view. But if you just get off of this season, definitely another failed season just because I thought they had one of the top five rosters in the league. I mean, you you won your division. You beat the Bucks twice, pretty decisively both times. So you're thinking, okay, you're the best in the division. If you can just kind of get past the game in Lambeau. And they were still in play for the top seed to the very end. So I think that kind of hurt. Even without fans, just going to New Orleans is going to be uh, – I mean, it's still a home field. Like, guys are sleeping in their own beds and stuff like that. So I think just on this season point of view, it's a failed season. Then you look at the window of the last four years. You were 11-win team, 13, 13, and 12 over those four years. And you didn't make it to not one Super Bowl. You didn't – yeah, there were some calls here and there, plays in that you mentioned, but you still – you let the game get into those moments where you didn't control your fate anymore. So no matter how it plays out, you missed your, your window. For four years, you know, you had Kamara and Mike Thomas on these cheaper deals. Drew Brees was healthier on the front end of, you know, this window, the 2017, the 2018, stuff like that. I mean, he was leading the league in completion percentage and, you know, it's just certain stuff when you have certain windows, you have to capitalize on that. And the last four years, they did not capitalize on that. So now you're looking at the future of Drew Brees probably play his last game. So now you're looking at do, you know, I saw Drew talking to Jameis on the sideline. Is Jameis the guy that you're going to say we're rolling with this? I mean, they paid Texas Hill some decent money. Do you think he's the guy? You already have Mike Thomas. Uh, you know, he's getting some surgery on some banged-up body parts. You have Kamara. So, it's like, what do you do at QB? And, of course, like you said, staffing-wise, you got to replace some people. And how does that um, affect your fluidity going forward? And now you have the Bucks, who are still going to be competitive as long as Brady's there. So, just from all aspects, you know, fail season, Four-year window, you missed it, and it's probably closed just due to Breeze retiring possibly and the Bucks being in your division. And now going forward, you know, salary cap hell. <laughs> you're you're going to be stuck salary cap-wise. You got to fix your staff and figure out your QB because Drew's 41-42. So uh, the Saints, they're in a tough spot. And then just looking at legacy-wise for Drew, um, it's kind of a complicated legacy, you know, no MVPs, one Super Bowl, um, just on like the, the the career stats, he's going to like pretty high and stuff like that, only a one-time All-Pro, uh, I think he has two Offensive Player of the Year awards, I, I know he came close with some MVPs, so I won't just talk about him like he never was close, I mean, I think he was <laughs> a, a runner-up, I think three times, maybe yeah. four, but didn't win an MVP, one-time All-Pro, two offensive player of the years, half in stats, but just in the moments that matters most, like those playoffs and stuff like that, um, he's going to come up short on that end. So 
it's a, it's kind of a weird legacy, man, because you got guys like Brady, the Mannings, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers still going, guys like that. I mean, Joe Montana just you know got it back a little bit. I know some people want to think Drew Brees is top five, and whatever, but I don't think Drew Brees is top five. And over time, probably within the next decade, he may fall in the top ten because Mahomes is still climbing. Depending upon how Russell Wilson finishes up, he can still climb some more. And not to mention, with all the young prospects we have coming into the league, Drew Brees could easily fall in the top ten if you already have him in your top ten. I didn't mention guys like Marino and Elway. Is it, how dis- and, and, and also, also, how did you grade Big Ben? So, like, you know, Drew Brees, Big Ben doesn't have any MVPs either, but, you know, he still has two Super Bowls, but it's one more than Drew. <laughs> how disrespectful is this statement? Drew Brees ain't nothing but Phil Rivers with a ring. I mean, some people may agree with you on that. I mean, I, I think he's way more accurate and more efficient oh, than Rivers. Like, like Rivers turns over a lot. I'm about to say he's more accurate, but we all we all seen <laughs> Rivers. Rivers don't give a damn, and he just throw it deep. While Drew Brees has been capitalizing on the Sean Payton system, I I, th- I think that's I think I think what I think Drew Brees has been coddled a lot by Sean Payton, and you know I would never say that's. That's not bad. I don't think that's a bad thing because it it was successful. Did you? But did you win the Super Bowl? Of course not. But you've been successful. You you can you can say they they had success. Yeah, they had failed seasons, a lot of them. But as far as wins and stat wise and offensive ranks, Sean Payton and Drew Brees were successful. They just didn't get the rings. But um, it, it is it is what it is, man. And um, yeah, it's it's time to go. But I mean, I would just I just want to see what you say as far as that just disrespectful <laughs> or not. The Saints the Saints got it. Into the off season too, so we'll we'll see about them because they have they have to pay Kamara too, or cross that bridge, right? So I, I think I think that's coming up. And once they do that, can they can they afford a, a quarterback? Probably not. So they might have to be sticking around with Jameis or stick around with uh with Taysom Hill. So then that's I like Jameis. I think Jameis going. I think Jameis will be the the right call. But you know that's that's neither here or there. But that's another conversation for another time. Let's move into the AFC. Browns, Chiefs, uh, that was a great game. Um, Pat Mahomes got knocked out. I think I think I can say that he's gonna he's gonna put his life on the line as far as CTE and all that kind of stuff for this game for the next game. Um, but the Chiefs did win the game. I think we weren't surprised about anything any of this either. But Browns Browns shot themselves in the foot a little bit too, and they had chances to win. Uh, they couldn't get a fourth down stop. Very very ballsy by Andy Reid to to do that, and I thought that was very 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 smart by him, and is a reason why he's made how many championship games he made conference championships. This, this is third year in a row for AFC, and he made what? Uh, yeah, this like, is uh, I think it's seven or eight. Seven eight. Yeah. So this this he's a baller, and I know people say he wasn't successful in Philly, but this guy went from McNabb, non Hall of Famer, to a Pat Mahomes let guy who's on the verge of being legendary before year five. Right, so it's 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 a scary sight when you put Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, and I think I think that's I think that's a lot of things, right? Uh, we talk about Watson not having that, not having Kyle Shanahan. We talk about how Russ, how I said last last week, Russ with with Kyle Shanahan or Sean Payton would do so much so much damage, right? And if if it took a long time for Andy Reid to have that guy 
that that can do damage. And now they're together, and here goes again, probably probably another championship and maybe another Super Bowl appearance. Uh, so we'll get into that. Ravens, Bills. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about the Chiefs and Browns? I mean, um, in, in, in any takeaways or you just? I mean, I mean, it, it was it was it was a solid game, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I want to see what they do at Baker. He's coming up on his uh, contract situation. And then as far as the Chiefs, let's just hope Mahomes gets healthy so we can have the best possible AFC championship game. Definitely. Uh, Bills and Ravens, this is the game that pissed me off the most. Ravens, why you couldn't cover 12 and a half? Justin, Justin Tucker, the best kicker of all time in NFL history. You missed two field goals. Lamar Jackson. You want to talk about how you want to pass the ball and you cost a big play up the pick six and you didn't see him. Um, I just want to get that my little rant off right there. Um, however, man, um Bobo Bills, man, you can't really say that about Josh Allen and them guys, man. They they play they play to win the game. And defensively they played they played really good against Lamar Jackson. Um and offensively they 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 did what they had to do against the Baltimore Ravens and they put up ten, 10 points. Uh, and that was enough to win. Um, I want to ask you this: The Ravens average like like twenty five plus points in the regular season, maybe almost to thirty. But in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson in his four games, they average thirteen. What do you? What do you? You just talk about Baker Mayfield's contract. How are you? How are you talking about Lamar's? Because yeah, you he won MVP, but you haven't done anything in the playoffs, right? And now you now so you didn't capitalize like like the the Bills had this chance this weekend, the the Chiefs already did, uh, Rams and Forty ers got well, uh, the Rams got to it, Forty uh, ers already paid Jimmy G, but still they got to it before they had to pay the other roster guys on their team. So you 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 have you have to capitalize because now you're gonna be cross to pay this guy thirty five plus million dollars. And if all we get is thirteen points per game in the playoffs, how far are we really going? It's one of those things where the guys won the MVP, and you kind of built everything around him, so you're kind of stuck with him. I'm not sure what they can do roster-wise. I mean, Mark Ingram's gone, so you got J.K. Dobbins rookie deal. I mean, they kind of need receiver help. They, they, they've been that's been the thing the last couple of years. You can't pass the ball when you need to pass the ball. So until they address that and just looking at the market, Mahomes got a deal, Russ got a deal, Watson got a deal, Lamar's following these guys, him and Josh Allen, they're both gonna get deals. They were playing draft class, so it's only a matter of time before these guys because they're gonna be entering their fourth year this coming up season. And that's normally when the guys start to get their deal so they can, you know, kick in on that fifth year. So the Ravens window's about to close. So once you pay Lamar, it's $35, million. I mean, I thought like the Saints. They had a top five roster, but we see it didn't pan out for either team. Yeah, then Ravens, they, they didn't look good. I mean, you had a chance to you, – you kicked two field goals. So, I mean, not, nine to ten should have been the score. Right, and you and nine nine ten should be scored as you driving down the field. So you had a chance to win this game, but you you didn't capitalize, and that's the thing. Now now you can't you can't bring Judon and Yngakwe back. Uh, you paid Humphrey the bag the bag. 
Um, but you but you still have no receivers. You you got you got J.K. Dobbins, who's a stud, looks like. But you got to pay the tackles. You got it's a lot of things that's going to happen in the next couple of years for the Ravens, and and we're not getting the success. I feel like is Lamar Jackson, James Harden of basketball, like of basketball and football, like it's in the regular season. It's hard to game plan against Lamar, but it seems like in the playoffs they got they got him. They got him. No, he he's more of a Giannis. Okay, hey, that's fine, and that's uh, that's and that's fine. Maybe, um, yeah, I can agree with that. As far as like, it's easy to stop, and it's easy to stop that kind of offense because I guess Giannis can't shoot and Lamar can't pass. That's two things you probably need to be a you know to be a superstar in the league at your position or your standing in 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 uh, hierarchy. And Lamar Jackson doesn't have that, but he also doesn't have the weapons. I think I think too that that needs to be addressed, but. If they're not drafting one in the first round, uh, I mean, you get lucky sometimes and get the guys, but they haven't shown me that they have the ability to to improve the receiving core through coaching as far as, like, you needed somebody who already stood and you just show him the ropes and he got it, right? Uh, so we'll, we'll see about the Ravens. I, I think it's uh, – I don't know. I feel I feel uncomfortable paying them $35 million. It's the market, though, man. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it. Okay, okay. Really... Uh, I, I, I actually, this would you pay him thirty five million dollars? It's the market. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, but not, now, now with the now with the market is though. But you, the GM of the Ravens, and you realize you seen you seen the sample size. You got you got enough sample size. He been starting since his rookie season. I have through it. Are 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 you? I'm saying like I'm saying like I, I guess you don't. I guess the your alternative options is probably not as good when you, like you said, you went all in on this offense. But if you if you had a chance to escape it, would you? I don't think you can. You got you got to roll with it. I mean, yeah, the guy yeah, you got to roll with it. You're right. Like 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 regular season wise, they win so many games. I wouldn't just give that up, you know, just because you right. you're, you're at least you're competitive. You know, you're winning games. You win the playoffs. If it wasn't COVID, you would be in the playoffs. You're putting, you'd be putting butts in the seat, making a lot of money. He sells a lot of jerseys, and you know, you kept flack over that long, and he wasn't really good. This guy, so hey, why would you bail on this guy? Hey, flack, hey, flack, say, say he got Super Bowl though, man. That's 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 really what it was. He got he got the Super Bowl leash. Where you get the lead. <laughs> no, but you're right though. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. You probably you, you can't really go away from it unless you was unless you was trading for Watson, like we talked about earlier in the show. Um, no, yeah, you're right. You can't you can't go away from it. You have to you have to just take it and hope that it 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 regress to the mean where you score thirty in the re- in the regular season, and maybe you get thirty in the playoffs. So, um, but the Bills move on. Bills, Chiefs, Packers, Bucks, um. You said it's going to be a bay base in the Super Bowl, and and that's the options right now. Um, I I said I wanted Packers versus Bills slash Chiefs. I tweeted that week sixteen. I said I need that matchup, and here we are with the potential to get that matchup. Um, for everybody who who don't know, the NFL playoffs is if you if you you have the games where you know uh, uh, you have those years where Ravens go from wild card to Super Bowl. Giants go from wild card to Super Bowl, but most of the time, you see like last year, right, or this year, this even this year, Cleveland Browns beat Pittsburgh, the six beat the three. Um, 
Bucks beat Reds, uh, Washington, I guess, is 5-4, but we know Bucks going to win that game. But Rams beat Seattle, 6-3 matchup. But after that, it usually go talk. It is going to be one and two in, 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 the, in the conference championship game. Uh, the, the Saints the Saints was up 20-13, right? And they should have been in, in the conference championship game if it weren't for Drew Brees. So you're talking about uh, it should have been an all-one number two matchup, right? So with that being said, the chalk being said, it should be what it is. I I'm rolling with the Packers against over the Buccaneers because I said it last week. The Buccaneers played their worst game against the Saints, right? 33 loss on Monday football. The Packers played their worst game against the Bucs. I don't think Aaron Rodgers does that again. And if Aaron Rodgers don't self-implode, I don't think Buccaneers stand a chance because that's why they beat the Saints. Drew Brees self-implode. So I'm rolling with Packers just, just because of all that fact alone. And I think it's just this year. Um, and then and then the Bills and Chiefs, I'm rolling with the Chiefs if Mahomes plays, obviously. Um, I think he's gonna put his life on the line. Like I said earlier, I, I think he's not going to miss this game. If he could if he clears concussion protocol, he's going to play. If he doesn't, of course, give me Josh Allen, give me Stephon Diggs, who I'm cheering for anyway. I'm gonna cheer, I'm gonna cheer for the Bills to make, make the Super Bowl. Um Bills Mafia, shout out, shout out my boy Kurt. Um, but they and, and they deserve it, but it is always hard to repeat as champions. And if Pat Mahomes, if this is what does it to him, then, then they won't repeat. They're both going to be interesting matchups. They all have legacy implications attached to them. You know, Josh Allen would be, you know, get the Bills back in the Super Bowl for the first time since the 90s. I mean, dude wasn't even born yet. Then you got Mahomes. He's going for legendary status and 25, 26 years old. You can be the MVP. Could have could have won the MVP this year and you could win a Super Bowl and a second Super Bowl MVP. So he'll be going for legendary status. You got Tom Brady who's already on the chair. We're talking about the tuck rule, the slate gate, whatever whatever times you throw out there. Tom Brady came back from 28-3 and he just put the book in this position. So, I mean, whatever the negative you say about him, you got to say the good, and he's arguably the GOAT. And then you got Rodgers, who has always been close, but hasn't gotten back quite yet, you know, five, six NFC championship games, but just that one Super Bowl. So, I think this I, is – I was going to say quick, real quick, quick, I was going to say, I think this is the first time he's been home during the NFC championship game. He always been on the road every time. Yeah, and they've lost some terrible playoff games too, man. So this is this is one of those games where it kind of feels like it's all riding right now because these moments are fleeting. You never know if you're going to get them back because Aaron Rodgers, he's getting older. <laughs> but, you know, when you have these moments, an MVP season like this, you have to take advantage of it. And I'm hoping he does, man. Like I, I want to see it for Rodgers. I want to see him win the MVP. I want to see him get that second Super Bowl, get that monkey off his back, because I'm tired of everybody saying he's the most talented or he's the most this and most that. Rodgers gets that MVP, and he gets the Super Bowl under his belt this year. you got to start discussing him as top three, top four of all time. I'm, I'm talking about Brady, Montana, Rodgers. He gets a second Super Bowl, I'll move him past Peyton Manning, just because Peyton got his second Super Bowl on some BS. He got a lot of records and stuff like that, 
but I think Rodgers is more talented than Peyton Manning. And if he gets a second Super Bowl, I'll put Rodgers above Peyton Manning. So and I, I just think a lot of a lot of legacy stuff riding for all these guys in these uh these matchups. And I'm about to say, you're talking about talented and Rodgers, the talent, most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Pat Mahomes right there up ramping up, probably number two. Like those are the top two quarterbacks I ever seen in my life. And if I had the opportunity to see that that matchup, I want it. Right? Give me the give me the Mahomes versus Packers Super Bowl. Give me the what was that state the State Farm Super? That's what I want. And we asked for it last year, couldn't get it. So, and you know the matches that we always want Kobe versus LeBron, we never got. So I wonder, are we never going to get this? Meaning like Pat Mahomes doesn't come back, but Pat was the like last year. Chiefs make it, Packers didn't because they got blown out by the Forty ers But this time, Packers make it, and then because of Chiefs, you know, the injuries to Mahomes, the the Bills make it right, and we still we still don't get that matchup. I, I feel like that's I feel like that's more likely to happen than Chiefs and Bucks, if that makes sense. Like if I had to choose a, if you had like ranked the Super Bowl Super Bowl matchups, I think I think I think the the Packer Bills is, is more likely than a Chiefs Bucks. But um, I I think it's gonna be. A great Super Bowl either way, whoever makes it. Um, but I'm gonna go talk. I don't. I don't. It, it's crazy to say this. It's crazy to say this, and it sound like a hater. But it is. It is. It is. A, that was an easy path for Tampa Bay, right? Beating Washington to get to this round, uh, and then with the Saints, you down 20-13, struggling all game, and then uh, the other team stuff implode and, and give you the game. So it's kind of like, can they go out here and earn it? Or well, I didn't say earn it, but cause you all you always earn your wins. But I'm talking about like, can you go out there and take it and say, I'm the best team in the in the NFC. Brady got together with Bruce Arians, with brought in AB, brought in Gronk, drafted Antoine Winfield, uh, uh, signed Sue, drafted Devin White, um, uh, traded for um, uh, no who who's the traded for? Uh, no got got Carlton Davis, uh, signed signed Fournette. Brought in Todd Bowles off of this one moment to win the win the Super Bowl. So that's 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 the kind of thing that you know I want to see from them if they are going to win this game. Because uh, even even when the Packers played the Bucks the last time, the, the Rodgers gave them the game. You, you you can't throw two like pick sixes like that's that's detrimental to teams. So uh, we'll we'll see how that how that swings this time. But it's gonna it's gonna be a great, one, bro. Like it's gonna be a great. I think we got the. I really think we do have the best. I mean, I think the Saints had a better season than Tampa Bay. Um, obviously, they beat them two to one in the in a, in a season series, if you want to say. Um, but I I believe we got the, the the teams that have been balling all season long: Packers, Bills, Chiefs, especially. And whether it was Saints or Bucks, I feel like they was what probably fourth and fifth, right on on, on that on that list. So um, I think we got the best teams that we that you possibly can get. Yeah, I'm just good as long as the NFC wins the Super Bowl. As long as it's Rodgers or Brady, I'm I'm good with that. Well, if I had to rank him, I want Brady to be last. He got six. He don't need no more. Get, let my boy, let my boy Josh, man, my, my boy Josh, led me to fan the championship. I think he deserves a, a real championship. <laughs> um, so that's our time in for this show. Went a little long, but um, it's gonna be a good one. Shout, shout out, shout out to shout out to the playoff teams remaining. Um, the coaching carousel as it continues with the Texans trying to find their head coach as well, and what happens with Sean Watson. So preach care, preach with Rashad. We out.